0: Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives. And my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. So I don't know if you remember what I shared last time when I was here. I was talking about the great I am, God. You know, I was talking about, I'm doing a series in the church that knowing our identity in Christ Jesus. Knowing what is our identity. Okay, see the day we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we all belong to Him. We all belong to Him. We are In Christ Jesus, okay. We are hidden in Christ Jesus, okay. Let me give you an illustration of what it means to be in Christ Jesus. Now, let's say I want to go to the U.S. You know, if let's say I want to go to the U.S. Now, what I need to do is, after I get all the necessary, the visas and the tickets and everything, after that, what I need to do is, I need to get on to the flight that goes to the US i need to sit in the airplane that goes towards the US okay now once i'm inside the aircraft i need not worry that whether this aircraft is going to reach US all that i need to do is i need to sit there fasten the seat belts and go to sleep and when the right time you know the and the flight that is meant to go to the US will reach the U.S., okay? Now, I don't have to keep running inside the flight. I don't have to keep worrying about, will the flight go to the U.S.? You say, same way, now when you and I have given our life to Jesus, when we have believed in Jesus Christ, now what is it? Just as I was inside the aircraft, you know, now we are hidden inside Jesus Christ. We are inside Jesus Christ. Now what does that mean? That means all that Jesus is is what I am. Okay? Now wherever the aircraft goes, I go. If the aircraft crashes, I crash. Okay? But the aircraft doesn't crash. Okay? If you are inside Jesus, this aircraft will never crash. See, wherever Jesus goes, I go. Okay? And it, and where you know, and whatever Jesus does applies in my life also. Now, uh, let me take you to the book of Exodus, chapter 4, verses 10 to 12. Okay, Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I've never been eloquent, I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Now go, I will help you speak and teach you what to say. You see, now God appeared to Moses. Now, uh, let me give you the uh, background of what I'm going to share with you. Now, God appeared to Moses at the burning bush in chapter 3, in the previous chapter, and he reveals himself to Moses, and he tells Moses, I have chosen you, To be a leader to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Now what happens there is in chapter 3 I shared the last time. That God had revealed himself to Moses and says Moses I am the great I am. He reveals himself as the great I am. No but you know what Moses does. Moses still is not able to believe. You know God tells Moses. Moses the great I am is telling you go. I am the great person, the great I am, that I am. The God is telling you to go. I am appointing you to be the leader to go. You know what Moses, he's not not willing to believe what God says. You know what Moses says, Moses says, Lord, I am not eloquent. He says, Lord, I am slow of speech. I stammer. You know, in Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, God says, I am who I am. But here, when the great I am is telling Moses to go, Moses says, looks at himself and he says, I am not eloquent. He says, I am slow of speech. I am a man who stammers. Now, if you casually read this passage, it might look like Moses is being very humble. You know, Moses saying, Lord, me... I'm not worthy to be a leader, Lord. Lord, you know I cannot speak well. I stammer, Lord. You know, uh, you see, he's he's acknowledging that he's not qualified to take up the great task that the Lord is asking him to do. Now we might look at Moses and we might appreciate that Moses uh, is being very humble, but you know what? God was not happy with the response of Moses. He was not very happy. No, on the other hand, what happens is God is angry with Moses and he had some very strong words for Moses. Why is it that God was so angry over what Moses said? You know, Moses says, Lord, you know, no, I I don't think I'm qualified enough, Lord. I'm a man who stammers, I can't speak well. But when God, when God heard that God was very angry, with moses you see now we need to understand the attitude of moses was not that of humility even though it might appear to be he's being very humble that was not of humility but that was a lack of faith in god you know it was unbelief and that was an insult to god that was insult to god It was showing that Moses did not trust what God told him. Now when he was told to go, instead of depending upon God who called him, now what happened was Moses was focusing his eyes on himself. You know, he was looking at what was his ability and what was his experience to lead the chosen people. He focuses on his own limitations of speaking. That's what Moses does over there. Now, listen carefully. Now, when we focus on anything concerning ourself, now that is sin. You get that? Okay. Every time we focus on anything concerning ourself, now that is sin. Every time you are only looking at yourself, that is sin. Every self-reliance is a sin. When we trust in our own ability to do things, now that is a sin. Every kind of self-pity is a sin. You know, every time you say, "No, oh, I'm, I'm not good. I'm this. I'm that. There's no point." You know, it's like now that is sin. Some people like to sit and cry over their conditions. They make themselves, you know, see, they, they enjoy the sympathy that they can arouse in people towards themselves. You know, they say, I'm, you know, and then they, they love to hear those words. People say, oh, so sad, so sad to hear that. You know, they love to hear that. You see, let me tell you, every self-condemnation, every self-consciousness, every self-awareness is a sin that will kill our faith. You know, every, you know, every time you keep focusing on yourself, now it will restrict the faith that can bring miracles, the faith that we have in Christ. It will restrict that faith that can bring miracles. As long as we keep focusing on ourself, you will never be able to experience miracles in your life. You will never be able to grow in your faith and the faith that can produce miracles as long as you keep focusing on yourself. You know, every time is no, no, I'm not good for this, or maybe this. No, I can, you know, every time you focus on yourself, it will never help you to grow in faith. You see, today, there's a very strong, subtle attack by the enemy. You know, around the world, there's something called self awareness that's happening. Now, that is a strategy of the enemy. Self-awareness. You need to know who you are. They say, look into yourself, your inner self. Discover the power that is hidden inside you. Discover the potential that is inside you. You know, they you, know, you have a lot of this, um, what do you call, um, these programs, you know, uh, to build you up. They say, you know, you got to tell yourself, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. You know, you have the power in you. Let me tell you, all that is nothing but sin. It's an attack of the enemy. But your faith and our, my faith is different. It's different from this. Okay? Now what is different? We don't put our confidence in ourselves. We put our confidence in Christ Jesus. Our faith is different because our faith is in Christ. Our faith is not in our ability. Our faith is not in how good I am, it's you see, it's not focusing on self. but it's focusing, putting our focus on Jesus Christ. Now, when I say I can, you know, what Paul says is, I can do all things. Anybody can complete that verse for me. Through Christ, wonderful. Hey, you guys are smart people. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you read the Bible. I can do all things through Christ. You get the difference? It's not that I can do all things through me, but I can do all things through Christ. So our focus is not on myself, but our focus is on Jesus Christ. You know, you need to get this very important. See, we focus, you want to go forward, focus on Jesus Christ, okay? You know, Bible clearly says, let me take you to a very powerful verse. Book of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Look at what it says. It says the heart of a man is desperately wicked and beyond repair. I'm sure most of us, if not all of us have been that place where somebody has come and told us you know, hey, you know what Uh, this person has been talking bad about you. This person has been talking negative about you and uh, as soon as we heard that uh, we felt very upset we got angry we tried to justify ourselves we tried to prove that we are not as bad as they uh, been talking you know and we have been trying to put you know build our image of ourselves okay i don't know if you have done that okay but most of us would have been in that place where we got hurt when somebody speaks bad about us why? Because many times we think that we are very nice people. We think we are the best people in the whole world. Hey, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says your heart is desperately wicked. And it says it's beyond repair. You cannot do anything about it. So why are you shocked when somebody is talking bad about you? Tell them. Yeah, I know that because the Bible has says that long back. You know, next time when you hear somebody says that, he says, that's very true. Tell them it's 200% true. Yeah, that is who I am. I'm bad. I'm wicked. The Bible says, that's why Jesus had to die for our sins. Because we could never save ourselves. You know, we are all, that's what the Bible says. There is. You know what that means? If we look into ourselves, there is nothing good that will come out. You get that? There is nothing good. Nothing good. All of us are wicked. All of us. The human nature, our nature, by nature we are all wicked. So here, what you see is Moses is focusing on himself. He's very conscious about his speech problems. He knew that he stammered. You know, but what you know what God was trying to do? He says, Hey, Moses, focus on me. He's saying, Moses, Moses, don't look at yourself. Listen, look, look, look at me. Look at me. That's what God is trying to get Moses' attention. He says, focus on God. You know, uh, you see, whenever God calls someone uh, for anything, and this has happened many times in our own lives also, you know, they try to escape from his calling mainly because they feel they're inadequate. You know, sometimes uh, Pastor Danny would have told you, uh, you know, I want you to start, you know lead worship. No, 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 I don't think I'm good enough. No, no, I don't think I'm good enough. What is it? We're focusing on our weaknesses. We're focusing on our inadequacies. You know, they felt that they were not qualified for the job. Now, let me tell you. Now, you know, that is not humility we should not interpret that as humility no i'll come i'll come to church i'll sit in a corner somewhere there i'll just quietly worship the lord i'll listen to the word and i'll go back no i don't think i'm i'm great enough for this ministry you see now that is not humility in fact it's opposing the will of god now god is not going to come down from heaven and call you To do something for him. God will use his servants, God will use his leaders to instruct you to tell you what God wants you to do. Now every time we stay back, we refuse to do that, you know. We are you know what we are doing, you know, we are opposing the will of God, and that is the work of our flesh. It is not being led by the Holy Spirit, but we are being led by the the flesh. And God never appreciates this kind of humility. It's called false humility. Okay. And there is a lot of that in work today. We see we tend to put on a lot of false humility. We tend to show that we are very humble, very spiritual in our external appearances. You know, many of these people, you touch them in the wrong spot and then you'll see the tiger coming out. Okay. All the spirituality goes out. is not spirituality you know if somebody takes away our rights will we fight for it with all our might you know somebody takes away your share of your food or whatever it is you know do you really get upset you know and that's the time you'll wonder whether we are really spiritual you know when god called jeremiah as a prophet to the nations He tried to escape the call saying that he was only a child. You know, Jeremiah looked at himself. And he felt that he was too young for this great task that God was calling him to be a prophet to the nations. You know what God did? God said, oh, no, no, don't worry. You know, God rebuked Jeremiah. Look at what it says there. Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 6 and 7. It says, Oh Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But you know, the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child. Don't say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to say whatever I command you. Lord says, No. He rebukes Jeremiah. He says, Don't say that. You go where I tell you to go. You do what I tell you to do. In Luke's gospel chapter 5 verse 8 there is a incident of a miracle that Jesus does over there. And um, you know Peter, it's Peter going out to fish, doesn't catch fish the whole night and then Jesus goes with Peter to for fishing and there's a huge catch of fish that uh, he enab- Peter gets. And after that, after that Big miracle that happens over there. Now Jesus calls Peter into an apostolic ministry or calls him to follow Jesus. Now just imagine, Peter to, at that time, Peter told Jesus, you know what G, G, Peter told Jesus? says, Lord, just leave me. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. He says, Lord, just leave me alone. Lord, what are you doing? What are you talking about, Lord? In the apostolic ministry, to be a disciple of you? No, 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 no. That's not what I am. You know, I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinner. Now just imagine what would have happened if Jesus would have heard, listened to the voice of Peter and left him alone. If God would have departed from Peter, what would have happened? You see, we would have missed the opportunity of experiencing the great ministry that God did through Peter, the sinful man. The Bible would not recorded his name. We would have all missed it if God had heard that. See, one of the most cunning and effective devices that Satan uses is what he makes us do is he makes us always focus on on our inabilities he makes us focus on our weaknesses he makes us focus on our inadequacies you know that's what the devil makes us always you know he makes us focus look no I don't think I can do this I don't think I'm capable enough I don't think I'm smart enough always makes us look at our weaknesses let me take you to a very powerful passage 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verses five and six. Now if you can believe this verse it can set you free. you know here Paul is saying Paul says not that we are competent competent in ourselves but our competency comes from God. Now what does Paul say? He says we are not competent within ourselves, but he says our competency. Our ability comes from God. And he goes on to say he has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. Now, Paul, let's understand something. Paul, humanly speaking, was a very, very capable man. He was highly qualified as far as human standards were concerned. Very capable man. And yet what does he say? He says... Our ability does not come from ourselves. Says, but it comes from God. He says, what he says is, I will not put my trust in my human capabilities. Even though humanly I am capable, I will not put my trust in my human capabilities. He says, whatever I have accomplished, all his competencies, they do not come from his human flesh, but the It's something that came from God because of the new covenant, because of that relationship that he has with Jesus. You see, Paul was capable by the standards of this world. He was, you know, in every way he was far above all the others. But he says, I don't put my trust in them. I don't trust in them. But I can't put my competency in Christ that I received because I'm a child of God. That's what Paul says. You know, so what is Paul saying here? You know, when we when we came into Christ Jesus, when we accepted Jesus as our Savior, you know what happened there? There was an exchange that happened over there. There was an exchange that happened over there. You see, when Jesus came into our life, now I need to, you need to understand. Do you believe when you ask Jesus to come into your life, did Jesus come into your life? Yeah? Okay. Now, let me ask you this question. You know, when Jesus came into your life, do you think he came empty-handed into your life? He brought all of heaven, all of heaven into our life. All the resources of heaven into our life. You get it? All of heaven. Now, imagine, uh, uh, you know, we are living in the times when the kings were ruling. Now, the king is the most powerful person. Now, if that king would walk into your house, what does that tell you? What does that indicate? Does the king come empty-handed into your house? Not at all. All the resources of the kingdom come with him when he comes into your house. Now, that is what Jesus is. You know, when we accepted Jesus as our Savior, when he came into our life, There is something that happened over there. There was an exchange that took place over there. You know what happened? All our insufficiencies have been replaced by His great sufficiency. Whatever is insufficient in your life has been replaced by His great sufficiency. You know, whatever lack in our life has been replaced by His fullness. You get that? Now you can, you see, you need to believe that. You need to believe. Many times we look down on ourselves. We say, Oh Lord, I'm nothing. Hey, the day you accepted Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords came into your life. He's brought all of heaven into your life. All your insufficiencies, he has replaced it with his great sufficiency. All our weaknesses have been replaced by the strength of the Lord. Are you weak in any area of your life? The Lord has replaced it with His strength. All our fears have been replaced with His boldness and the courage of the Lord. What is it that you really fear? I want you to know this morning, God has replaced it with His boldness, with His courage. There is nothing for us to fear because Jesus is within us. Jesus is within us. Okay. You know, many times we hear, you know, as we're growing up years, um, you know, especially if you have elder brothers or cousins or anybody elder to you, they take special pleasure to frighten you. Okay. They'll tell you all kind of ghost stories. They tell you, don't go into that room. There's a big ghost over there. You don't know, but it kind of builds up an imagination and it brings in a lot of fear. And even when we have grown up, every time we want to go into a dark room, fear grips us. Why? There might be a ghost over there. You hear stories about haunted houses and things like that. And there's this fear of what the ghost might come these evil spirits might come. You're terrified, you're scared. I want you to know this. Do evil spirits get scared of Jesus? Do evil spirits get scared of Jesus? Yes or no? So where is Jesus? He's inside us. If Christ is inside you, no evil spirit can come in you. They'll run for their life. You understand? When you were walking, Walking into a dark room. Let there be hundreds of ghosts in that room. Let it be a haunted place. No problem. Maybe the world might experience all the ghosts. The world might experience all those evil spirits. Evil spirits are there. There is no doubt about it. Okay. But when you as a child of God, when you have Christ in you and you walk there, the evil spirits will run away. You get that? All our fears are replaced. You know, all the lack of knowledge and wisdom in us has been replaced by the wisdom of God, by the knowledge of God. I want you to know this. Many times as young people, you are studying, you are students, many times the challenge is, Lord, I don't understand. Lord, I don't know. I find it so difficult, Lord. There's so much to study. I don't know what to do. Hey, don't depend on your wisdom. Don't depend on your knowledge. Don't depend, you know, whatever you lack. The Lord is replacing it with His wisdom, with His knowledge. And with the knowledge of the Lord, with the wisdom of the Lord, you can do anything that nobody else can do. Our poverty is replaced by His riches. You know, whatever we lack in our life our poverty you know in any area of your life you have a lack God will replace it see I want to encourage you look to Jesus know that Christ is in you he will open doors he will open supernatural doors to provide everything that you lack now let me take you to another beautiful another powerful verse You know, I would encourage you if you can go back and meditate on these scripture verses. They're very powerful scriptures. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 verses 22 and 23. And look at what it says over there. It says, and God appointed Jesus to be the head over everything for the church. Who is the church? You and I are the church. And who is the head over us? Tell me. I want some response. Who is the head over us? Say it loud. Say it louder. I don't want you to sleep. Okay. Who is the head? Jesus is the head. We are the church. Okay, Jesus is the head. Now look. Which is his body? So Jesus is the head. We are the body of Jesus. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now let me explain this. A very powerful verse. Now, the, you know what the passage says? It says, Jesus is the head. Okay? We are his body. Okay? Now, tell me, who is the, who is the head? Who, who, and who are his body? We are the body of Jesus. You understand? Okay? Get that very clearly. It says, passage says, Jesus is the head. We are his body. The fullness of him... Who fills everything in every way you know what Jesus does he fills his body with his fullness you get that okay Jesus is the head we are the body and the Jesus will fill us with his fullness that's why I said you see when Christ came into our life he did not come empty-handed he came with his fullness he came with his fullness full of his power, full of his wisdom, full of all the resources he comes. He fills us with his fullness. It does not matter what we may be lacking. You know, don't compare yourself with somebody else. Says, I don't have this, I don't have that. They are better, they are good. No. Don't feel bad that you are lacking. You know what he says? It does not matter. He says, but when we are in Christ Jesus... We are filled with his fullness. His fullness begins to flow in every area. He will fill our empty cup with all that he has. It's okay. Your cup is empty. No problem. The Lord will fill that cup. You know, what a privilege. What a privilege we have because we are a child of God. That's why, you know, we got to get really excited about walking with Jesus. Because we have the best. You see, you know, whatever Jesus has is the best I can ever get in this world. You know that? He never gives you the second best. He never gives you the second best. He always gives us the best. Whatever is the best. You know the story, you know the miracle that happened, the wedding at Cana? You read that? Okay. You know, the wine ran out and then uh, Mary comes to Jesus says, do something. And then Jesus tells him, fill those big jars with water and then take some and go and give it to the master's ceremonies. And when he gives it to the master, the master tastes says, wow. It's like he's never tasted a wine like that. That was the best wine. That was the best wine. And he says, you, you, you kept the best for the last? Generally, they always give the best in the beginning. You know. And then uh, the left... The, the Not the good ones you give towards the end. He did not know this was a miracle. When Jesus did the miracle, it was the best wine. We can have the best in the world. Because Jesus always gives us the best. The best of the wisdom. The best of the knowledge. The best of the faith. The best of the blessings. Jesus is going to pour into my empty cup. Jesus is going to pour into my empty cup. You know, His fullness is what I'm going to receive because He is my head and I am His body. Get that? Not the leftovers, but the fullness of Jesus. The fullness of Jesus God is giving to us. You know what's the difference between when God chooses us, when the world chooses us? This is the difference. You see, when the world chooses us, it's based on how good you are, how qualified you are, how beautiful you are. Okay? How handsome you are, how wealthy you are, how influential I am. That's how the world chooses me if i do not have any of these things the world is not interested in me but you know when god chooses us you know what's the criteria for god it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter how good you are you go up to the lord and say lord i've been a you know i've been a bad person forget that god says leave it aside the story of the prodigal son the second son when he comes back You know, he he rehearses himself. He says, I'm going to tell my father, I've not been a worthy son. Treat me as the least among your servants. You know, just give me a small place. The father did not even allow him to speak those words. He says, you have come, 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 come. Forget all that. You know, when God chooses us, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how wealthy or how intelligent, handsome or influential I am. It doesn't matter for God. He's not bothered about it. Whether you have or you don't have, it doesn't matter. Even if I don't have any of those things, it doesn't matter for God. You know, in fact, when God chose me, and so with each one of us, the Bible says quite often... We were foolish by the standards of the world. We were not wise or we were not great by the standards of the world. And yet God chose us. That's God. What a wonderful God we have. You see, when God is calling us to do something, it's not because we are qualified. It's not because we are equipped. But what He's going to do is when God is calling us, He will do the equipping. He will equip us to do what He has called us. You don't have to worry. You don't have to compare and say, no, no, I don't think, no. If God is calling you, He will equip you. And I want you to know something very important. The day you became a child of God, the day you gave your life to Jesus, God has already set in motion a great plan for your life. He started the process of that great plan. From that moment in your life. You know, as far as God is concerned, it doesn't matter what we were in the past. He knows all about us. God is not concerned about our past, you know. Our stubbornness, our anger, our wicked nature, all our inabilities. You know, He he doesn't bother about all those things. Yet for His own sake... God chose us. What a wonderful God we have. You know, sometimes people come up to me and say, you don't know, Pastor, how wicked I am, how bad I am. You know, I say, good. Praise God. God needs people like that. You know, because God is the one who will change us. He will do all that is necessary, you know, to to do in our life when we give our life to Jesus. He will do the job. You don't have to worry about that. And I want you to know this. When we are in Christ Jesus, all our inabilities, all our infirmities, all our emotional instabilities have been overcome by God's power. You know, all the great men of God that God used, they all had a lot of deficiencies in their own life. But you know what? They found God's strength. And his grace that was available. They didn't look at their deficiencies, but they looked to God's strength. And you know what happened? In their weaknesses, the power of Christ came upon them. You know, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, he says, in his in the weakest moments they felt God's all surpassing power. Now that's that's our provision. You know in your weakest moments, in your weakest moments, you will experience that all-surpassing power of God. You know Hebrews chapter 11 verse 34 says, you know what it says there? It says, look at what it says, "...whose weaknesses was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies." You know, when these men of God, these great men of God, put their trust in their faith, in God's ability and promises, what happened? Their weaknesses was changed, exchanged for strength. And they became giants, you know, mighty in battle and routing their enemies. How? Is it that they were supermen? No, they were not supermen. They were ordinary people like you and me. They had weaknesses. They had deficiencies. But what happened is they exchanged their weaknesses for the strength of God. They put their faith in God's ability. They went forward with God's ability. It's not their ability. They went forward with God's ability. And God equipped all the people that He had called. And they did great things. Why? Because they trusted in God and not their own understanding. The more we learn to trust in God, the more victories you are going to see in your life. The less you trust in your own wisdom and ability, and the more you trust in God, the victory is more yours. You know, when Moses tells God his uh, weaknesses, God assures him and says, Hey, don't worry, my presence is there with you. That's what he says. He says, he promised him to be his mouth. And he says, I will teach you, I will give you the words to speak. Moses says, I cannot speak, Lord. I stand. He says, Don't worry. Don't worry. I will be your mouth. I will give you the words that you need to speak. You know, 2nd Peter chapter 2, verse 16, you know what it says? God spoke through a dumb donkey. God spoke through a dumb donkey. If God can do that, can He not speak through you and me? were very precious to him. If God could use a donkey, can he not use us to do great things for God? We are better off than a donkey. God could use a donkey, God can use each one of us. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John, they stood before the Jewish leaders. You know, they were brought before the Jewish leaders for preaching the gospel. And they spoke with boldness. You know, these Jewish leaders... They were the most powerful. It's called the Sanhedrin. They were the most powerful uh, council, very, very influential uh, group of people in Israel. Now, if anybody stands before them, they will be terrified. They will be, you know, their knees would be knocking. They will be really, really scared. But these ordinary, uneducated people, Peter and John, they were fishermen. They stood before these people with boldness and they spoke. Now, these Jewish leaders know that everybody standing before them will be trembling. And they were astonished. They were astonished. They said, How can these people stand before us with such courage and boldness and speak? And you know what? They recognized something. That these disciples were with Jesus. They understood. These disciples were with Jesus. Jesus in the life of these disciples made that difference you know when Jesus is there in our life it makes that difference you are not an ordinary child you are not an ordinary person you know when you leave this place when you go back I want you to keep telling yourself Christ in me I am not an ordinary person keep telling yourself every day, morning when you get up you know keep telling I am not an ordinary person Christ is in me Christ is in me. That makes a difference. Keep telling yourself that. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Paul says, We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. What is, what is Paul telling us? The excellence, you know, it says this all-surpassing power, the excellence of God's power dwells in us. We are the earthen vessels, okay, which signifies our weaknesses. An earthen vessel is something you drop it down, it will break. That is you and me. We are all very fragile people. We are all very weak people. But you know what God has done? God has put the excellence of His power, that treasure, in these jars of clay. God knows we are weak, and yet He is gracious to pour that all-surpassing power, that supernatural power into us. Listen, we might be weak, insignificant on the outside. So what? Maybe your parents might look at you and put you down. Your friends might look at you and say, you're good for nothing. You're useless. The whole world may look at you and consider you Totally insignificant. You don't really matter. But I want you to know this. If you have Christ inside you, on the inside, you carry the mighty power of God. You carry the mighty power of God. This is what the devil does not want us to know. This is what the enemy wants us to believe what the world talks about us. And we believe that and we say, I'm useless, I'm good for nothing, I'm a weak person, nobody cares for me, nobody loves me. On the inside, if you have Christ, you have the power of God. The mighty power of God dwells inside you. You are not ordinary on the inside you. So don't talk about your human weakness. Never magnify it. Stop today should be the last day you are going to talk about your human weaknesses. Stop it. Don't magnify it. Don't make a big issue out of it. Don't sit and talk about all the external negative facts that are there in in your life, even though they may be facts. They are facts. But don't talk about it. Don't talk about all those negative things. See... You see, when we say no to what God tells us to do, it's a sign of unbelief and disobedience. Now God is calling me, I'm going to walk with God. Let's magnify the inner man where faith dwells. It's okay, whatever you're on the outside, don't bother about. The inner man, where Christ dwells, magnified. Magnify the power of God that we carry on the inside. You carry the power of God inside you. Keep talking about it. I have the power of God in me. Christ in me is the hope of my glory. You're going to be glorified because Christ is inside you. The power of God is there on the inside. Talk about that. Not the outer man. Not the outer earthen vessel. That may be fragile. But on the inside, you carry the all-surpassing power. Our inabilities. You know, in when we belong to Christ, when we are in Christ, all our inabilities, all the hindrances are nothing but opportunities for God's superpower to work. You know, What happens is when we are in Christ Jesus, all our weaknesses are swallowed up by His great abilities. His great I am abilities. You know, all our weaknesses are swallowed up by the Lord's great abilities. That is what we are. Because Christ is in me, I am not an ordinary person, I'm supernatural. I can do great things. I'm an overcomer. I'm victorious. I'll walk from victory to victory. I'll never be a failure. You know, you believe that. See, every day morning when you wake up, tell yourself this. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. And because Christ is in me, all the resources of Christ, all of the power of Christ is in me. Amen. Shall we look to the Lord? as we pray maybe this morning you've been looking you've been looking down on yourself but today i want you to make this confession and say lord never am i going to speak about my weaknesses never am i going to talk about all my inabilities you know You know we need to tell Lord I'm going to speak henceforth I'm going to speak what you say about me you know our strength is made perfect you know the Lord's strength is made perfect in our weaknesses when we are weak the strength of the Lord begins to manifest nobody will be able to resist the wisdom of God that is in us when we walk in the strength of the Lord, when we walk in the wisdom of God, nobody will be able to resist that. You know, when we speak, led by the Holy Spirit, nobody can stand against this. You know, when because you belong to Jesus, you know, tell yourself, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ because Christ is in me. Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you for this wonderful time. Lord, I want to bring these precious ones before your throne. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to, Lord, give them that revelation. Because you dwell inside them, Lord, they are not ordinary people, but they are extraordinary, Lord. They can do mighty things for Jesus, Lord. Lord, they're going to walk in the wisdom of God. They're going to walk in the power of God. They're going to walk in the strength of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, they're going to walk from victory to victory, glory to glory. Thank you, give you the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. That really spoke to me and I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this, it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at, our Heavenly Father is always with you. I wanna say this, if you need prayer or you wanna reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and I'm really hoping to see you next week.